Hello and welcome to In Conversation With, a podcast from The Lancet Oncology. My name is Marcia and I am delighted to be joined by Dr. Ariana Znaor, a scientist in the Cancer Surveillance Section of the International Agency for Research on Cancer, who will be discussing her article on breast and cervical cancers, stage distributions in 10 newly independent states of the former Soviet Union. This article is available online and will also be published in our March issue. Dr. Znaor, welcome and thank you for agreeing to this podcast. Why study specifically breast and cervical cancers stage distributions in the former Soviet Union countries? How do they differ from other European countries? Breast and cervical cancers provide a high contribution to female cancer burden in the region as well as globally. And for both of these cancers, we have well-established methods and guidelines for early detection. And then to see how for both of these cancers, there are well-established screening methods and guidelines. And the stage distributions that we see in populations will then reflect how effective these screening programs are and how early the cancers are really diagnosed. So what is so specific about the former Soviet Union countries? They all come from the same healthcare system, but even most intriguing aspect is that many of them have still retained up to now some of the aspects of this historical healthcare system in the former Soviet Union, so-called Semashko healthcare system. So one of these aspects are dispensaries. Dispensaries are healthcare institutions in, at the primary care level that uh, provide preventive exams, including cancer uh, exams to the population. These exams are provided in an opportunistic manner, so annually for broad age groups and frequently by non-standard methods. So in the region, we have this large tradition of opportunistic screening of opportunistic exams. And then the other specificity of the region is also an obligatory reporting system of uh, cancer statistics. And one of the elements, one of the data items in this official cancer statistic reporting is a TNM stage. So unlike other regions globally, in the former Soviet Union, we have very complete TNM stage data. And we have used this opportunity then to collect this data from 10 former Soviet Union countries and to look at the stage distributions and also they're available at the stage specific trends of breast and cervical cancers. And can you please briefly summarize the results of your study? Uh, did you find any progress in terms of stage distributions for these two types of cancer in some of the countries? For cervical cancer, we found high proportions of late-stage diagnosis. It was even uh, over 50% of cervical cancers were diagnosed at TNM stage 3 or 4 in Moldova and Armenia. But overall, uh, the stage of diagnosis was higher than in the EU countries. And then when we looked at the incidence trends, both stage-specific and overall cervical cancer incidence trends were increasing. And this is a very worrisome finding because in the scenario where a screening program is effective, uh, cervical cancer incidence should decline. And this is what we see in most regions globally. So uh, our finding of 
increasing cervix cancer incident trends over the recent 10-year period indicates that there has really been no progress in the region. On the other hand, uh, the results for breast cancer are more favorable. Here we have seen that most of breast cancers were discovered in early stages, TNM stage one or two, and even more than 70% of cancers were discovered in early stages in Belarus, Kazakhstan, and Ukraine. However, when we had more detailed data uh, in the countries where we had more detailed data, we could differentiate between stage one and two. And we saw that the most commonly diagnosed stage in the former Soviet Union countries was stage two, which is in contrast to EU countries that we had uh, comparable data in, where stage one was more, most commonly diagnosed. When we looked at the stage-specific trends in the region, we have seen that stage one was most prominently increasing in all countries. So there is sign of progress towards earlier uh, diagnosis of breast cancer, even if it's still lagging behind the EU countries. What, what do you think the reasons for these disparities are? For cervical cancer, that would certainly be the lack of organized screening programs, but also the use of uh, non-standard screening methods. So one more remnant of the historical uh, healthcare system in the former Soviet Union is use of Romanovsky-Gimsa staining instead of Papa-Nicolaou staining for cervical smears. This is not an evidence-based method that can be used in uh, for, for screening, but it is still highly prevalent in uh, many countries. And moreover, the practices across the region are not harmonized. So for example, uh, Romanovsky uh, gimsa staining is uh, sometimes used in one region of the country, but not in the other, or sometimes even in one hospital, uh, depending on the decision of the head of the laboratory. So this is another big gap that there is a lack of standard uh, guidelines, for example, as opposed to, to the European Union, where screening guidelines for breast and cervical cancers were available from the 1990s and frequently updated uh, such common standard or guideline for neither for screening nor for then the uh, procedure with the abnormal smears and so on is not available in the region. Then looking at the Breast cancer, according to the WHO country capacity survey 2019 data, now we see that most countries do have mammography screening programs. Uh, however, most of these programs are, again, not organized and the coverage is poor. So they are not effective or, or cost effective. They are actually underperforming in, in uh, this way. And what are the recommendations then to improve breast and cervix cancer detection in the former Soviet Union countries? What is very important is to de-implement these opportunistic screening practices because they are not effective and they spend public health resources and they should be then replaced by evidence-based practices. For cervical cancer, the WHO 
cervical cancer elimination initiative and its modeling consortium data have shown that the way to towards elimination and major reductions of uh, cervix cancer incidence in low and medium income countries is introduction of HPV based uh, screening and alongside with HPV vaccination for younger cohorts. So this is certainly a way to go. And then as for breast cancer, the decision should be taken and tailored country by country, whether to implement an organized mammography screening program or to have an early uh, diagnosis program, because some countries might not uh, at this point have a capacity really to have a good quality, effective uh, mammography screening program. So the uh, early diagnosis program could be a better option. And here we also have an example, for example, of uh, quite good indicators in that we have seen in this study from Belarus, which does not have mammography screening program. So, so it is achievable. Together with WHO Regional Office for Europe and other partners, we work with individual countries to support cancer surveillance and cancer control. And then the specific focus of the Global Initiative for Cancer Registry Development Program, where I work at, is to uh, support countries towards better data uh, quality and better coverage of cancer data, which will then in turn be used to monitor future progress. Once again, Dr. Znaor, thank you very much. This research is now available online at lancetoncology.com and will be published also in our March issue.